Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the So Rare Ramble. We've got a full crew. We've got Ryan, aka it's, it's Haber. We've got Chris, aka Bullstar. So, guys, let's get ready to ramble. How's it going? That's terrible. That's absolutely that can't stick. We can't. We can't keep that. Yeah, that is absolutely awful. That. Someone's going to mock it up now, aren't they? Before is we it- know what we memes. It's a good job these aren't on YouTube yet as well, because they would have seen your little dance that you just did for that too. A typical old man dance. <laughs> that was that was that was terrible. I might, I might have to this leave, be, guys. This will be you in about fifteen or twenty years' time, Ryan, won't it? Absolutely won't be. I might have. I might have to go. I might. I might have to be a a, a Chris and David show now after that. <laughs> so how's it going, guys? What's got you through this long international winter? Nothing. I'm dying. I'll tell you what's got me through. Rivals has got me through. Rivals has been great. I don't think you're on it yet, Ryan, but... Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's been good fun. I know I know. David's been absolutely hammering it, um, like he tends to anything so related. But, um, you know, I've played it a fair bit as well. And it's... When you don't have any teams out or you have only a couple of teams and, and you're getting walloped with DMPs and stuff, it gets a bit demoralising quite quickly, usually international break. But um, it's kept that interest going for me and I found it found it good fun, really. Yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm, I, they haven't said it officially, but I'm assuming they're going to reset everything for when the game officially launches. So basically, what I've been doing is trying to spam break the game by like seeing. Like, I've been getting loads of error messages by spamming out invitations to play me. Like I think I got up to like nearly 250 on the Scotland game last night. So yeah, no, I, you know, obviously I would like to do well in it, you know, because. I'm a competitive person, but you know I don't really give a shit. It's just a bit of fun, but I think it's got a huge amount of potential for for newer users. You know, if you're already playing so rare, you've got a big gallery. You know, it may not be amazingly interesting to you, but you know, there's millions of other people that aren't yet playing so rare. So I saw you tweet yesterday. You tweeted that your record's pretty good at the moment, isn't it, David? As well. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I lost like. Uh, I don't know, 15 games of nearly 300 yesterday evening. So it's okay, yeah. What's your record like against me? I promise you I haven't checked. It doesn't... I wish it's... 5-1, my friend. 5-1 to the Bull Star at the moment. Oh, really? It is. I'll have to take it more seriously. I bet you've been turning down my invitations where you know I've got cards. I've been a bit... Yeah, I've started to be a bit strategic with it now and, and go, you know, look, look what people have got in the gallery and things like that and think, well can't play you because I know you've got this guy and I can't play Stish because he's got Harry Kane or whatever. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of picking picking my battles, I suppose, now a little bit on it. So yeah, I don't know yeah. what for what purpose other than fun and bragging rights, but um, it's kept me entertained anyway. It's been quite like from a learning more about, say, a rare point of view, it's quite interesting. Like some of the players, I was like, oh, I actually didn't realise he played for that team, you know, or, you know, some obscure like football club or something. I didn't realise he was there or... I'll get an, a card which I thought was actually, you know, lost to, to me forever that appears and said, oh, he actually plays for this club now. So, you know, 
as it uses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, the main thing is it's create, creating the bridge from not playing so rare at all to so rare pro. And I yeah. think it probably meets that requirement quite well. There. Have you had any success uh, over the weekend in, in the international break or not especially? Um, I did okay last week. I think I won six or seven. Oh, it, oh, it was the end of the um, 270, wasn't it, last week? We should probably talk about that. Yeah, I, I, like, all the way through, I didn't want to say it in case I was wrong, but I just assumed that top prizes would be absolute fire in all of the divisions. And obviously I bought, uh, you know, a Japan stack for last midweek. And, you know, they decided to play their weaker team in the first match, which completely fucked me. And as a result, I didn't move up past, I think it was 11th I finished. But if I'd, if they'd done, played the cards that had started, then I would have finished second. Second place got Joey Veerman Rare and Jude Bellingham Limited. And you told me yesterday, Chris, the winner got Jude Bellingham Rare. Yeah, or yeah. Harry Kane Pain. Limited. Yeah. I mean, he deserved Incredible. it. He literally knocked it out of the park, that guy, but... <laughs> I, don't, I haven't looked at the rare and super rare. Did you ever check and see what the people got, Habes, uh, Ryan? Uh, I didn't. I looked at what PSU got. I remember him getting... Oh, who did he get? He got like an under 23 goalkeeper for super... He came like fourth in super rare or something, got an under 23 goalkeeper, and then a, a unique, I had no idea who it was. I didn't it's see... Starting keeper. Got, though. I, uh, it was a starting keeper, yeah. He, good, decent-looking keeper. Um, I saw that the unique winner got unique Salah. Yeah, that was right. Wow. That was nuts, wasn't it? That's nuts. That is that is crazy. I really thought they were gonna like. I, I granted, I was I was a little bit mean about it, but I thought that so rare we're gonna give give out some crappy like and Angus Gun or something, you know, because he was in the star pool for uniques. Fair play to them. They they gave out a proper good unique there for the winner. I, I I'm very impressed with what that what that prize is because that is an insane card. So if they did it again, obviously uniques out of the question for all of us. Would you pay more attention to two seventy super rare? I haven't seen what they won, but I'm, I'm imagining it is a pretty good card. Yeah, I, I'd I'd probably pay more attention for sure. I'd um. I think just in general, the one thing I've I, I noticed with that, because obviously the All-Star Rare Pro one, we all played anyway, because I, well, I played anyway, because that's like my main competition. What I noticed about the Super Cap 270 is how much I regretted not playing it when the rewards are giving out. So I think now when we get a monthly cap tournament, I will be playing it now just because I know how it feels to miss out on the rewards day. That rewards day where everyone's super excited about all their rewards and stuff. I'm just like... That little that little kid in the corner that like didn't get his milk on time or something, you know what I mean? Like he's just upset. So I think I will be paying more attention. I'm trying to look for whoever got like the the prize in super. I can't find it though. It's doing my head in. I really want. I really. I'm interested in that. It's gonna it's gonna annoy me if I don't see who the winner in super rare got. No, right. I can't see the thing up on the site anymore for super rare. Okay, so Sean came seventh in super rare. It was Jr. Duke who won it. What did he get? I'm about to tell you. We're about to find out. JR Duke. I've met JR Duke. He's uh incredibly, incredibly rich. Oh uh, yeah, he's part of the Duke family, isn't he? Not Ridiculously rich. Yeah. Oh, I think he got a super rare Bruno. That's still pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Just double check on that. Yeah, it looks it looks like he got unique Reese James and Super Rare Bruno. I think. That's what it looks like, which is pretty nuts. I'm just having a look to see what um the top guy got in a rare, super rare, uh, sorry, a rare Harry Kane. Nice. So. He got a super rare as well, wouldn't he? 
yes. Uh, oh, bloody hell. Oh, I'm not sure which one it was because he got a Gabriel Martinelli. I don't know what that was for. That was one as a reward three days ago as well. And an Arthur Mello. If you go into SO5 stats, it'll show which one is a reward from a normal comp, and it doesn't show the actual 270 month longs in the SO5 stats. So if it says a reward on it and it's not in SO5 stats, it means it's the monthly. Uh, no, for some reason it doesn't tell me. Anyway, I'm assuming it was the Kane. Uh, probably not Martinelli as well. I'd imagine it was Arthur Mello or someone like that, but... No, I think it would have been Martinelli. It would have been a tier one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It would okay. Have been well, Harry Kane and Martinelli then for winning. Uh... Kind of nuts, isn't it? Yeah. So I think I think either way we can all see that they've just given out some really top tier really rewards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, top prizes. And that's good. Yeah. And that still means that they've given out less because they would have probably given out one of those during that month spell anyway in that competition. It's just the person at the end is getting, you know, them. So it's still giving out less rewards, but. You know, it's making them more eye-grabbing at the top. Yeah. Well, I, funnily enough, I thought that the Cap 220 monthly started this weekend. Um, <laughs> so I went and put out a Cap 220 Super Air, like a four-man Cap 220 Super Air lineup, thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get, get, get a head start on the monthly. Uh, and it just isn't. So, But the good news is I actually might win a card. So, you know, a little cheeky Tier 4, Tier 5 Super might actually help with the monthly cap 220 so i'm actually looking forward to that that, that should be okay it's a good um, little practice run isn't it anyway yeah a little yeah. training match for your team <laughs> exactly well i realized though that why so my original plan was like well it wasn't a plan but i was thinking oh maybe i'll chuck out a four-man cap 220 and i'll just use a dmp goalkeeper and i'll use a rare outfield like a good rare outfield what I'm now thinking is probably better off for me is now I think I'll play a rare goalkeeper and I'm going to switch and mix and match and stuff to try and make different lineups happen. I mean, we'll talk, we're going to come back to this, actually, because we're going to talk about the strategy later on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, don't talk about that now, yeah. yeah. Ignore what I just said, everyone Everyone listening, all right? You don't get the, you don't get the early, early scoop. Listen to the end. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be like a 25-minute episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making up for the last few, but... Uh... All right, yeah. So, um, what about this weekend? So last week, last week, obviously, we had the rewards for the two seventy. They were great. I picked up some like an absurd number. Of, I was hoping for like one prem card. Ended up picking up like Zinchenko rare, Eric Dyer rare, which is a bit annoying because I'd literally bought him two days earlier, um, and like a, another couple. And half my limiters that I won as well were also prem cards. It does look like they gave out more Prem cards this weekend than they had done previous, previously. And I just wonder whether that's to try and increase the numbers in the upcoming uh, competitions. But it's speculative from my point of view. I haven't actually gone through and analysed any data or anything. But Good conspiracy theory, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't you want you another Salah, didn't you? Salah Limited. I did. And he was one of the only ones that I needed as well to complete this year's limited collection. And, so uh, and that, that's already at five percent. So that new seller's already at ten percent. That's lovely. So yeah, that's nice. quite nice. But uh, yeah, no, so pretty happy with all that sort of stuff. In terms of rewards this weekend, you know, if you're sitting in first right now, don't count your uh, rewards just yeah. yet. Yeah, there's so many games tonight. Like Denmark have got an easy home game, an easy away game. Sorry, Northern Ireland. Who else is the easier games tonight? I can't think which one. Oh, England are away. I wouldn't say necessarily an easy game, but 
<clears throat> I think it can all change still. Finland as well. Finland play San Marino. That should be a pretty easy game for Finland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else we got? We've got Italy are away to Ukraine. It's not an easy game, actually. No, that's a then, tough one. And they need to win it as well. The winner of that goes through to the Euros. The Czech Republic are at home to Moldova, which I think actually should be a relatively okay game for Czech Republic. We'll see. We shall see. I'm hoping that my Sadlek plays and gets a nice... I'm hoping that Berardi and Sadlek both play tonight, get a better score than what they previously got, and I'll get a better card in Cup 220 Super Rare. Um, a bit annoyed with my All-Star Rare Plus because most of it smashed, and then Spain conceded a goal, the only shot on target in the entire game from outside the box. Lovely. So that probably <laughs> kills my All-Star Rare Plus. That's set on, set on 348 points, and I've still got my Super Rare Kim Min Jae to play. So... If he smashes 100, maybe we get lucky, but... going to be some absurd scores at the top, though, this weekend, isn't there? There is, yeah, like five, way into the 500s, a lot of them. I mean, people that had like, a lot of French players, they're just loving life because everybody just smashed their faces off. It took Griezmann 14 goals to get a bloody assist, didn't it? You did. I thought you'd broken him for a minute by buying him. I thought I'd broken him. The, the <laughs> thing that annoyed me was that, so that trade I did, for those listening that didn't know, I did a trade. I traded my Super Air Doku and my Rare Coman for a Super Air Griezmann. And uh, in value-wise, it looks great for me right now because um, Johnny KR went and bought the latest Griezmann at auction for like £4,000. And somebody sold a Super Air Doku for like 1.9 ETH, which I think is like £2,300. So it looks like I've, I've done really well for myself there. Until you realise that Doku and Coman both scored 100 this week and Griezmann didn't. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed watching watching those scores come in. Definitely wasn't angry. And what was uh, after you bought that? What was the the first big breaking transfer news story of the? Ah, that he's going to United. Let's go. <laughs> the United collection grows, guys. I mean, you're laughing, but when Harry Maguire assists Griezmann and they both end up on hundred points, and I win every competition, then I'll be the one laughing. But until then, I'll be crying. Can you can you actually see it happening? No, I don't think no, it will. I, I, I love like so. One thing I've noticed that the so rare community do, and I think sometimes I think it's on purpose, right? I think it's like fear mongering a little bit. Whenever you make a big trade or a big buy or something, you'll have people come in like, "Oh, he could go to Saudi next year," and you're just like, "Yeah, the only reason you're telling me right is because you're a prick, all right? And you want me to be like be scared now." Um, I think someone right. came to you and said, I think someone came to you and said, oh, yeah, you could go to MLS next year. And you were like, that's good. That's half the reason why I bought him. So he he loves America and he's always said that yeah, he, wants yeah. to, he wants to play in the MLS before he retires. So in my head, like I've already got some great MLS pieces. It would be a, a good one for the gallery long term. But no, yeah, the, the amount, of, the amount, of, uh, there's no real links from Griezmann to Saudi, and like and no three chance. people like coming yeah, to me like, no oh chance. yeah, he, mate, he's going to Saudi in the summer though. Fuck off on holiday, maybe. Yeah, yeah. get he, lost. He loves America. He's always yeah. over there watching the NBA. Yeah. Like that. Honestly, he will go to the MLS, guaranteed. I think he does about another two years in Europe and then goes yeah, to America. Yeah, that's what I said to PSU, because PSU was saying to me, like, PSU was, like, pretty much scolding me because he loves Doku, right? So he's, like, giving me giving me the hairdryer treatment. Uh, and he's like, oh, he's dying after this season. I'm like, he fucking isn't. He's not. Who, like... Sell him though. Why are you? Why are you not listing him up for two and a half ETH or whatever you could get for him now if he dies after this season? The crazy people. I'm really excited. I think it's a great pull, a uh, great pickup. Sorry. Um, I'm excited to to hopefully win some big rewards with him. I think he's good, and I think he's more consistent than uh, Doku. Doku may get more hundreds. 
but you're not yeah. going to know when they're going to be. And I think I can't remember what it was you pointed. Out. I think it was um, a YouTube vid that you put out where you said you just don't know exactly yeah. when he's going to play. Like he started two, then he rested two, then he played one. You think he's going to play the next one, but then he rested one, and then yeah. it's like, well, you know, no consistency at all, and that's just like that. The unknown is just, I can't be putting in like Kimmich's and Bruno's and whatnot in with a card that could DMP, you know? And you have to, if you've got yeah. a Doku Super, you have to put yeah. those cards with him. Exactly. I, can, I think it's a smart move. That's not yeah, what I'm going to say that about you. I think we all, we all agree with that, didn't you? You sent it in the group straight away and we all said, yeah, you know, me and David very quickly just came back and said, that's a good trade. Definitely a good trade. It's, it makes a load of sense. Just for that reason that David said, you know, you can't, if you can't predict when he's going to play, he's, he's semi-useless really, isn't he? Even though he's that good and his scores are great, he's kind of semi-useless without knowing. Yeah. You know, you can't put him in a priority lineup, really, can you? Well, this thing, I, I, I tried selling Doku for a while so I could pick up somebody. Because I'm don't. i I'm not the biggest fan of doing trades because I'm, I'm scared of losing the value on the trade. Um, tried selling Doku for a while. Pranksy offered me every unique in his entire gallery under the sun for him. And uh, I just kept rejecting them. In the end, Pranksy managed to buy one from somebody else after I did the trade for about three thousand pounds, and and Coman sells for about two hundred and thirty pounds, and and Griezmann actually sold about a day after my trade for around four thousand pounds. So I'm probably quids in in terms of value, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, I don't think you need to look at it just on the face value of the deal, though. I think you need to look at it from expected value, and I think griezmann offers you better expected value going yeah. forward in the short term anyway but yeah the, the other thing to me that kind of gives docu a bit of a boost at the moment is the fact that there's no man city cards left uh, uh, available yet of him he hasn't been minted yet this season so any player that is out of mint automatically holds the value really really well and they go really if they get a bit of form as docu's had they tend to just kind of pump really high so I, I think the value that he is at the moment, he could go higher, obviously, but yeah. he seems to me that it's a good time to get out of him and and move him on. And yeah, I just think it's I think it's a really good trade, to be honest. I think more it's more likely as well that I'm sort of sure Sorare are really pushing Man City to get their pictures done so that they can get the cards issued because you know, especially with everybody talking about him in Bangy 100, it wouldn't shock me if in the next two weeks, Doku Man City cards dropped. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think as well with Doku and Touchwood, I don't, I would never wish this upon anyone, but he is an injury-prone player. And whilst we've seen him at, at Man City, he's been decent. Like, he's always that one little thigh injury away from having a month off. And all of a sudden then it's like, you know, a card worth like 5% of my gallery value is just not playing. So, exactly, yeah, did you see Gavi's been confirmed as ACL? And I saw that, yeah, you got a feel for him. I, I thought there was hope because he, he kind of limped off the pitch, and, and typically with those injuries, like they will not take a risk. You kind of you don't walk or anything, you get straight on the stretcher. So, I thought, you know, maybe maybe it was just an impact injury or something, but no, yeah, it's just that, that's his that's his season done. Yeah, they said seven months, but realistically, it's a year before you're playing yeah. fully back at the you know, the pinnacle of your game. So on the other end of the spectrum, you see Yari Vasharan's back after doing the same thing sort of eight, nine months ago. He's uh he he I think he played a friendly game or something recently. Yeah, he's so training, that's a fun he? one. And he, he was flying, wasn't he, before uh yeah. He injured? Yeah. I wonder if uh people have started picking him up for uh his zero L fifteen. Not as much as I thought. Yeah, not as much as I thought. And they have a really good set of games as well. 
Have you got oh. a Yuri? No, I don't. Never really won that. I, I, to be honest, I've never really played under twenty three. I, I, I've the only the only time I considered it was when Mbappe was in the pool. I thought, yeah, okay, that's like that's that's enticing enough. But I, to be honest, don't have any interest in in picking up under twenty three players on Sega Rare and waiting years for them to come good. That just doesn't appeal to me. I know for some people it does finding those hidden gems and and picking them up early and then them you know sort of growing into great players that really interests some people. But for me personally, no, it's just like I prefer the people that like I want to turn on sort of TNT Sports and see my player smashing it in the Champions League. You know, that's what that's fun for me. I like I like putting it on the big screen and and hearing Peter Drury or or Alan Smith or something like that going crazy over my player scoring a banging goal into the top bins kind of thing. I'm not interested in like some 17 year old wonder kid that like takes five years to blossom into a hundred scoring player. Yeah. I've just, you know, I, I think there's always. I think the thing is with the other twenty three players, and I, I kind of have been in your, you know, camp on that road as well over the years. You never really know what they're going to develop into, and yeah. and the, the career trajectory is is impossible to predict really when they're kind of eighteen or nineteen for most of them. I think the way I, I mean, I've had a little dabble at it this season to limited success, um, but I wouldn't buy any of the expensive. I mean, I don't buy expensive players anyway, typically, but. I wouldn't buy any of the top end ones because they've got a hell of a long way to fall. And if they, they're in challenger leagues or whatever at the minute and they're, they're performing well in Portugal or Croatia or somewhere, it's a very, you know, if they're doing well in that league, the natural progression of their career is they're going to go to one of the bigger leagues in Europe. And at that point, from an SO5 perspective, they usually have quite a long slide in scoring. Um, so it's, it's quite a risky move, I think, to be spending a lot of money on those on those U twenty three players from the kind of you know challenger um, challenger and second division kind of leagues. I think that a way to play is is potentially on value, and you can kind of pick up some really strong players or, or you know that that level below U twenty three premium U twenty three and have a go at it that way and try and win some of the expensive U twenty three cards, but. Yeah, other than other than you really top-end guys like, you know, Jude and, and Vinny Jr. and people like that, who are probably going to stay at, at Madrid for, you know, the next five years plus, but you're going to pay a premium for, I think there's a lot of risk with, with a lot of the U23 players as well. Yeah, well, what you guys were talking, I've just bought a Yari anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're on your phone? Are you getting the old, uh, the old notification through, the... the... What's it called? The authenticator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I want to buy? I'm not going to buy Yari, but I'm I'm about to pick up a Thorgan Hazard. Yeah, I've already got his limited. <clears throat> I nearly bought his rare and then decided to buy um, <clears throat> Chucky Lozano instead. And Lozano's doing okay as well, but I just looked at his. I looked at their run of games, and I think Yari also will strengthen that side quite significantly too. So I just, you know, I think it's not a terrible pickup. And looking at his form at the moment, like his AA just seems really, really good. I mean, it's a champion Europe player. Go, let's go on to a challenger Europe league. I love that. I love that kind of move. That's what you want. That's what yeah. you want. And he used to kill for Dortmund as well. So it's not like he's, um, you know, it's not like he's an awful player. He's a good player and he's going to a weaker league. So, yeah. Yeah. And Anderlecht is, uh, sorry, where is he? Anderlecht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're doing a lot better this season, aren't they? I think they're they are. second or third or something at the moment. They, they are doing well. They've got they've got some decent players out at the minute. Second, um, yeah, they're second in the league at the minute. 
Yeah, which is a massive jump on where they've been in previous seasons. Obviously, it's early days yet. They're only 14 games in. But, I mean, if you look at that top five for um, uh, the Juniper League, then it's quite interesting. Obviously, we've got um, RSG at the top, then Anderlecht, Ghent, Genk and Royal Antwerp. I mean, there's some pretty solid teams. They're all basically the big teams, aren't they? Right at the top there. Obviously, uh, Bruges, which who started the season on fire, especially in Europe. And they seem to have sort of picked up injuries and then they've rotated. I think they've sacked the manager as well, haven't they? And all sorts of stuff's happened. But anyway, shall we, shall we move on and talk about the... We won't dwell too much on this because we spoke loads about the Prem tournament last week. But obviously that starts this weekend. Have you, are you guys going to be playing the Prem tournaments at any any level? And what fixtures excite you for this weekend? As it stands today, I'm still playing it. <laughs> um, but I just keep looking at those prices and they are going every day. They're getting more and more nuts, um, especially in the limited market. I mean, it's it's a tricky one. I need to I need to have a real think about it quite quickly and and, and decide whether it's uh, it's gonna be list or play for me this weekend with uh with that team. So I picked up, I think I mentioned last week, I picked up a, a bit of a Wolves um, stack, so I can run a full five-man Wolves stack. They're away at Fulham, which is not a bad fixture, to be honest. Um, Fulham haven't been in great form, so um, yeah, at the minute I may well have a go at that and enter it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's a price thing for me. It's just whether I can use those funds better elsewhere. Lock, lock you know, a decent bit of profit in and, and strengthen in other areas. That's that's my dilemma still. And and as usual, I'm procrastinating and, and haven't made a, a decision on it yet, but I will do in the next day or two. Um, I got um, a guy that I know, uh, Ryan knows as well, Neil, to, he wanted to go into rare and buy Prem Rare. It's probably the worst time to do it, but he was dead set on doing it. So I recommended he go with uh, Sam Johnson anyways, the Crystal Palace keeper who... He picked up for under 400. There's one on auction now, only six days later, which is already, I think, over 500 or there or thereabouts. Um, like Mark Gahey and stuff like that. You know, he was, you could pick him up for like um, under 100 quid not long ago. And I think his latest auction went for over 200. I mean, limited, I mean, give me an example of some of the limited pricing. I, I was listening to Laird talking about it the other day and he was saying, you know, some of the prices are two, two and three exiting. I picked up Totti from um, Wolves, Portuguese defender, for about a pound an auction. The guy's going for like 11 quid now. And I know it's not, you know... <laughs> Didn't he smash for Portugal? Yeah, he did. He did. And, that, and that's obviously, you know, the reactive, good old reactive mark market there one huge score and everyone goes nuts and notices this guy actually plays football but you know it, it's like a 10x on, on a, a limited player and I know it's a tenner in reality but across all of those newer Prem players I've bought there's quite a lot of profit in there and I'm looking at it and going I don't really think I can you know I might have a week where I do very well out of it but I don't think I'll make the same returns as I would out of just probably selling into the hype um so, but it's a dilemma because I just, you know, I enjoy playing and entering teams and it's a, it's a new tournament and, it, and it's all that excitement and FOMO that you get of uh, of wanting to play something. So, yeah, that, that's where I am with it. I do think, like you say, with Sam Johnson, I think Palace have got some good fixtures. 
Um, when I have looked at it, I think they've got a nice run. I, I actually think Bournemouth have got a really nice run of games. I think they played the bottom, all the bottom side. And I was looking at whether, you know, I have another go and, and build a second team around a, a bit of a, you know, two or three Bournemouth players because they they seem to basically, you know, every season beat the teams around them. And that's kind of all they need to do. And they're playing, you know, four or five fixtures against those teams over the next couple of months, which which they may well do well out of. I think the problem is, even if you have a week, and it's the same with Wolves. I mean, Wolves have got Burnley and Forest back-to-back in a couple of weeks' time. They've got, um, I think, Burnley in a midweek and then Forest at a weekend, both at home. And they're, they're two of the plumb fixtures for them. I guess the problem is, even if those guys do well, they get a clean sheet and they smash they don't have the ceiling of, of the big name players. So even if, you know, even if you get 70s and stuff out of them, if other people have got Rodri and, you know, Bruno Fernandes and Salah and, you know, so many Arsenal guys and stuff, you might end up still getting walloped and, and, and you know, you might end up with a score nicely over 400 or something from a, a game or two. But... Yeah, but the problem is with Rodri, he's got a, um, L15 of like 70. He has, yeah. yeah. And that, that that is a you know it evens things up. Having that hard cap certainly evens things up and makes it a lot fairer. Uh, I mean, I'm well within that cap. I think at the moment by about ten points or so. So I'm not really utilising, you know, I'm not really maxing that team out. And it's I've only got like I say, I've probably got about ten or eleven options um, with a couple of older season players. And it's just whether I uh, you know I, I don't know with a smaller gallery whether it, whether it is worth doing or not. I was lucky enough to pick the new players up early. I had a couple that I'd won from rewards. And then I managed to get um, most of those Wolves guys in really quite quickly. Um, so I haven't paid a lot for any of them, really. Um, so it's not like I'm going to lose anything by by entering, but I suppose... I'm, what I'm what about the fixtures for this actual problem. weekend then? So Because I'm looking yeah. at it right now, and obviously Liverpool are away at Man City, so that's a tough game for both that's of them. Big game. Got yeah, Palace. that's the big game of the week. Yeah, it's a big game, big game of the week. It's a huge game. I mean, from a from an SO5 point of view, obviously, you know, it takes potentially, you know, your two strongest sides out of the equation this weekend, or, the, or certainly to an extent. I mean, what you know, one of them may end up winning 1-0, 2-0, whatever. But I guess the ideal is it's a, you know, it's a score draw and, and anybody who's got, um, you know, the goalkeeper or defenders in a in a full stack is probably going to not do too great this weekend if they've got City or Liverpool players. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any standout fixtures because if you go through them one by one, we've got Burnley yeah. at home to West Ham. So West Ham favourites, but obviously away from home. Luton at home to Crystal Palace. So Palace, obviously yeah. the better team, but they're away. Newcastle, Chelsea. So two good teams off going off against each other. Brighton are away at Forest. Brighton have got loads of injuries, so that could be a bit more of an even game. We've got Sheffield at home to Bournemouth, United. Arsenal are away at Brentford, and Brentford are no pushovers at home. Tottenham versus Aston Villa. That's sort of a fairly even matchup. Everton at home to Man United, and you can guarantee Everton, after being docked 10 points, are going to want to uh, go out and you know get some points, some of those points back. And then Fulham Wolves, which is fairly even. There's really no standout fixtures. Is that they're all very close, aren't they? On paper, they're all they're all very kind of even teams playing against each other, and kind of, you know a lot of close positions in the table as well. I mean, I think 
Spurs, Spurs at home to Villa, you'd normally expect Spurs to win, but Villa have been in great form. And Spurs, Spurs are without win. four or five of their key players. Yeah, they've got a load of injuries. Palace probably should beat Luton away, you'd expect. But, you know, again, I think Luton have been quite good the last few weeks. Um, I think, you know, and that's the thing. I think actually, maybe minus Burnley, I think the other bottom sides have, have picked up a lot the last couple of weeks. You know, Bournemouth had a good win against Newcastle last time out. Um, Sheffield United have had a couple of decent results. They beat Wolves at home and, and Drew. And um, yeah, uh, and, Luton, and Luton as well. You know, Luton, Luton have done all right. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's um, as straightforward as saying you know it, it, there's like you say big mismatches this weekend at all. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I was going to say I quite like the Sheffield United goalkeeper for this comp for a couple of games because they've got Bournemouth at home, Burnley away. As a couple of games, and they also have Luton at home that falls under it, I believe, and I uh, think they play sort of Chelsea and Brentford in there as well. Which he's not—I don't think he gets any clean. Maybe he gets one clean sheet out of there. Maybe, maybe if he's lucky. But he against a lot of these teams averages ten to twenty AA. I saw against against Spurs. Makes a lot of saves, yeah, he's, yeah, he's against busy. Spurs twenty-seven AA. Like I quite like him for a for a sort of outsider goalkeeper because if he plays a Bournemouth or Burnley. Or even I would say a, a good fixture there would be a Chelsea because um, they love to take loads of shots and not score many goals. You, you might be looking with a clean sheet at sort of like an 80, 90, 100 point score. Um, so he's one of those ways. He's not stupidly expensive. I quite like him for the uh, for the new comp. If I was to look at like, if I was buying one or two goalies rather than just sticking with one goalie and go for the whole competition, he'd definitely be someone as a backup I would I would consider buying. Um, I think going to buy it then? I I'm I think I'm gonna play. I, I I'm think in limited. It depends how easy these cards are to buy. I'm definitely not gonna play it in rare. I I was really thinking about it. I was really I was I was really tempted to give it a go. Um, but the only the only way I play it in rare is if I can't shift on this Hoyland and Saliba for decent prices that I've got. If I can get them gone for like reasonably above their floor of their old season cards, I'll happily sell them. And if if it's just difficult to sell them, then I'll. I'll maybe play a week or two, just see how it goes. Um, I don't really have the cards in my gallery to play it a lot. I mean, the only sort of current season Prem cards I have in my gallery are Hoyland, Saliba, and I think Willy Bolly. And I just don't want to go out and buy more cards for it, to be honest. You it's only need not... three, so you could play it with them. But Yeah, but Bolly, I don't think, starts. And then, like, yeah, so it's just like, I don't know. And Molly should start this weekend because the other guy went off injured, didn't he? Just for the international break. Oh, did he? Okay, well, yeah. that's he does score all right, Bolly, as well, doesn't he? When he plays, mm -hmm. he does. Like... He scores well. He scores well. Yeah. That Brazilian um, lad who's not got a card who everybody wants after seeing that dribble. Murillo. Murillo. Murillo, yeah. He yeah. went off injured. I don't know how bad it was, but if he doesn't play, and I think there are other centre back who got injured as well. So I think Bolly's quite likely to play this weekend. Okay. Yeah, you know, just kind of similar to your Fotheringham shout from Sheffield United, the, the yeah. keeper there. Just going back to Bournemouth, I quite like Neto as yeah, well. Yeah, Neto's for, decent. Um, yeah, and he always scores well for AA. Again, it's, you know, he's busy. And if he keeps a clean sheet, um, you know, he's got a good chance of, of getting a good score. And again, obviously, they're playing each other this weekend. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United and Bournemouth. And then and then they've got in their fixture run, he's got, <clears throat> he's got Luton at home as well in a couple of weeks. Um, Forest away. And then I think... Fulham as well at home in uh, in the, the Fulham um, one doesn't count because it's a midweek, right? Do the midweek ones count? No, I think the Forest one's too far as well. It goes to if I'm not mistaken, it's eight game weeks, right? 
No, no, eleven. No, it's way longer. Eleven than game weeks. Yeah, as in eight. Sorry, eight weekends. Is it eight? Was it eight weekends? It runs to the thirtieth of Jan. Yeah, it goes on for ages. It's like two months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was eight weekends or something like that. Like, but they are having it was... when it, when they've got Premier. There's two Premier League slates. I think it's 11 games they have, yeah. Yeah, the Forest games. game just falls out of it because that's the 3rd of it February. No, it doesn't, mate. Sorry. It, they, they play Forest away 23rd of December. Oh, I thought you meant the home game on the 3rd of February. My bad. No, no, no. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Forest at home 3rd of Feb. My, my, my fault, my fault. Yeah, so it, so it runs up until... Um, yeah, they get 11 They get eleven games in, in the, uh, yeah. In the yeah. um, Winter Cup, basically. So um, I think their last game is the West Ham one. Yes, West Ham away. They've got some. Yeah. The thing is that I think with this Prem comp, I think you're going to have to sell and buy some, unless you've got enough money to buy multiple players. I think you'll have to sell and buy out of some players here and there. And the one thing that I I, I hear a lot when it comes to strategy shows and when a lot of people are talking about their strategies with certain comps, so often do we hear, oh, you need depth, you need depth. People are afraid to sell and buy cards. And whilst you might make a bit of a loss on a card if you sell it to buy another card, you need to remember if you are winning cash in this comp, it's likely it's going to cover what you end up potentially losing on a card. Because you like a netto, for example, is £285 now. If you bought in for that, in six weeks' time, if you need to sell to buy another goalkeeper, he's not going to be 90 quid. He'll probably be £275. And if you've even won the lowest cash reward, you've probably covered that £10 loss that you'll make. Um, so I think like a lot of people are are unreasonably against the idea of selling and buying other cards for their teams when they need to. And whether it's because they think, oh, you know, I can't sell this card in time or whatever, or I have to sell it to a bot, I don't know. You'll absolutely be able to sell Prem cards. They'll be quite liquid throughout the entire competition. And if you're going with players like, and the re another reason why I like someone like Neto or uh, the guy from Sheffield, they don't have midweek utility. So you're not going to be using them in a midweek lineup. You've got an entire week from Tuesday to Friday to sell that card and buy another one. It won't be a case of, oh, I need him in my cap T40 because he's in there with my Galatasaray players who play a midweek comp for my threshold, you know? So yeah, I think, um, I think that's another thing to take into account. If you do, need if you think you're going to need to sell to buy maybe go with players that just aren't going to have any midweek utility at all yeah that's fair yeah i mean i've got obviously i've got depth and i preach depth oh, all the time, but this ball has got depth i've got depth. he has got hundreds of rares in his gallery how many how many cards you got in your gallery now thousands about fourteen hundred or something like that i don't know but i've got a hundred limited premier league cards and 42 rare but the trouble is must be nice. A lot of the rares are, or most of the rares are last season. I have got enough now to run one team. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll be really interested to see what the actual entry numbers are, especially for rare, because with the prices shooting up, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to, you know, if they're thinking, oh, I'll buy them just for the tournament, whoever fits, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's tough now. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. Let's move on to the main topic of the show. 46 minutes in, we've got there. And that is the Cap 220 Cup season, uh, season long, month long. Um, we spoke about the prizes from the 270 earlier. They were cracking. I expect the same from this as well. Although obviously, you know, in rare, I think you just win a rare. You don't win a rare and a super rare. Um, I might be wrong. I haven't checked them recently, but that was the case before. But 
you know, if you finish top, you're getting a quality card. You know, you're getting one of the best cards in the game. So I think we're all balls deep in it. I know, Chris, you are because you've been buying. Ryan, I know that you're uh, interested in it. I'm going to be playing limited rare and super rare. Who should we start with? Ryan, do you want to crack us yeah. up? Talk about what your plans are for it. I will be going hard in super rare and rare, I think. And when I say hard, I, like my hard and other people's hard is probably a little bit different. Um, I would say I'm like probably a semion in the. Uh... <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be giving it a really I'm good. Dragging try. this podcast down to the gutter, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I saw David leave and I just thought, you know what? He's not going to have heard that. That's what he He'll be editing it and it'll just be it'll be either chuckling or it'll be fuming. So uh but like I saw I've just whacked a bit on another super rare goalkeeper. I like I like a Jose Caro from somewhere in the La Liga Smart Bank West because Street. he's got really low L fifteen at the moment, forty-three. Um and it like historically he keeps good clean sheets and stuff, and he's got a good run of games coming as well. So I thought, you know what? Whack a bit on him. I want options in goalkeeper, especially, so then I can play both. I think for the next for the next sort of eight game weeks that it runs, it runs until four thirty five. I think right, the cap two twenty. I think. Um, yeah. I think it's forty seven. Week before Christmas, basically. Rewards come yeah. out last Friday before Christmas. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna have a like a, a little strategy shift in the gallery, and I'm gonna put cap modes first for a little while. Um, and I'm going to focus the Cap 20 monthly, Cap 40 for sure. I'm going to focus and then Cap 70 as well. Now that's back, I want to play that a little bit more as well. Um, I think in terms of a strategy, what I like is I quite like a really low L15 goalkeeper that is clean sheet dependent because I think you aren't going to win F all without clean sheets in this competition unless you're somehow the luckiest man in the world that gets hundreds everywhere else. You ain't getting nothing without a clean sheet. So I like... Uh, I've been looking at quite a few goalkeepers uh, sort of during the show whilst we've been talking and, and before the show. Um, and I thought I'd sort of reel off a few options that I've looked at. Uh, and and that's why I was looking at the Sheffield goalkeeper because I think he's not a terrible one to sort of have for a couple of game weeks. The first two game weeks, especially 4-2-7, 4-2-9, I think against Bournemouth and Burnley is not a terrible goalie to have. Um, I think Nopper is a decent goalkeeper because they've got a nice run of a run of games. They've got Fortuna Sittard, Almir, Volendam, Zwoll, Excelsior. And that, oh, sorry. Um, I think two of those didn't fall under it. Or one of them, they've also got PSV, which should keep his L15 down in between there. Um, but his L15 is so low. It's like it's 30, like 30 isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He just has to start to beat his L15. It's ridiculous. So, and uh, he, he'll they'll definitely keep some clean sheets within there. They've got three really favorable home games within there as well. Um, you've got someone like David Sori, who's got a little bit of a higher L15, but much more reliable for a clean sheet uh, at a 45 L15. Uh, I think Sinan Bolat's got some good good matchups coming. So I've been looking at goalkeepers that are clean sheet dependent because I want to try and save those points for outfielders, especially. Um, and I think in terms of my gallery as well, maybe I'll pick up a couple more super airs first, but I want to try and have one or two super airs that are like my captain materials in there. And then sort of maybe a striker that's dependent on on a, on a goal. You know, someone that's maybe got a 40L15 that needs a goal to get there. I like that because then 
if you're outperforming your L15 with a, someone that's got a 40 L15, like a striker, you're outperforming it by a 20 or a 30, all of a sudden then you just need your reliable players to just be reliable. If they just get their reliable scores, you're looking at a nice score straight away. So that's kind of always been my strategy of going goalkeeper, striker, low L15, decisive dependent, and then three sort of outfield players that are sort of 45 to 60 L15 to sort of just just do their thing. Just get their AA, be reliable. And if one of those gets a decisive, you're looking at an 80-pointer as well. So, you know, and with, with captains in there as well, it's got it adds a whole new layer of strategy to who you captain. So I'm quite excited for it. Are you going to be playing rare and super rare or just mainly super rare? Both. Yeah, I'll be playing rare and super rare. I think you just left, but I said I've got a bid on a super rare goalie at the minute. I don't know if I win it or not. We'll see. But I've got a bid on a super rare goalie at the minute called Jose Caro, who's uh, quite a low L15. Yeah, Burgos or Burgos or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah I said Wesker um, very loudly and then I realised <laughs> he played for Burgos. <laughs> I played it off. I really, I, I played it off. I, I tried to save you some base there with that. Yeah. Um, so I picked him up because I I put a bit on him because if I win that that'll also help with another layer of like it'll allow me to play both if I've if I've only got one low L15 rare goalie for example I don't want to waste him in super rare and not have one for rare um, and I've got quite a few players that have midweeks so we'll sort of see what happens um, but yeah I think for this this whole like month long I'm going to try a different strategy in the gallery. And uh, and I'm excited to sort of see at the end where it, where it takes us. I'd like to hopefully pick up rewards in both month longs and some nice thresholds over the time. And shall we? We'll have a little game, shall we? About like the winning point total for limited, rare, and super rare. So I won't ask you now, Ryan, because I know you need to get your calculator out. But we'll each each give a number and see how close we are. See who wins. But uh... sure, I think I think in super rare especially, it'll be a lot lower than it than it then I think people will anticipate. Oh, I think so, definitely, yeah. But... I think limited obviously be quite high. Rare will be quite high as well. But I'm I'm hoping super rare. I'm hoping with super rare, I've got a few little, I wouldn't say cheat codes, but I've got a couple of players like Smau, for example, who's got a low L15 at the moment. Um, I've got a couple of the, I know a couple of the Galatasaray sort of bench players will get some game time, especially when their fixture list gets a bit more congested. They'll you get your odd play. Demurbe will get a game here or there because the the lads are playing sort of UCL midweek and they're playing every week. So we'll sort of see what happens there. But I'm 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 quite excited for. It. I think uh, I think it could be a fun one to follow. And Chris, what about you? I know obviously you've got a primarily well it was exclusively limited until recently, and I know you've been dipping into the market. So where are you at? So I'm I'm gonna play um, both limited and rare. So I've I've decided to have a bit of a foray back into the rare market. I'd been looking at it for the last couple of weeks, and and I guess the announcement of this competition kind of gave me a kick up the backside to you know make some effort with it and and have a look at what I could do to try and tackle it. So I'm going to give a bit of credit to a, a mate of mine who's, it, this wasn't my idea. He, um, I can't claim full credit for this. So um, not my brother this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's played it, to be honest. No, a uh, guy called Doss, um, who I know you've played a bit on on Rivals of the Own or Doreen, as you've called him a couple of times. It was his uh, his idea and he came to me and said, look, I'm, I'm can have a go at uh, rare 220 he, he plays rare on a bit of a budget um but a good sort of quite a clever budget manager um 
And he said, what do you think of this St Mirren stack? And to start with, I went, I looked at the scores. I thought, what are you talking about? This is crazy. And then I dug into it a bit more over sort of 24, 48 hours. And I could see where he was coming from with it. And there's there's a couple of things. So in, in rare, obviously, I've got very little options. I literally have enough players to play the 220 at the minute. But the reason that we've kind of, I've looked at that and he'd looked at it initially was the scores of the players, they have got some bad, bad scoring players. Like there's no bones about it. They they are not good scorers generally, but the fixture runs incredible. So they they have a couple of midweek games. They play um, 4-2-8 and 4-30, so um, consecutive midweek. So they play four, four game weeks running at the start. And they uh, out of so they play six games in the eight week game week period, which is pretty good from a volume point of view. And then they play the bottom three times in that run in four of the six fixtures. So they play St Johnston twice, who they beat four nil at home a couple of weeks ago. Um, they play Livingston uh, in game week four two seven at the weekend, who are, bo- who are bottom of the Scottish League and look pretty pretty rubbish. Um, and then they've got Ross County away in four thirty. So um, yeah, I mean, basically, it, it's trying to tackle a two twenty on a budget and going look. These players are not fantastic players by any stretch. They are cheap. They are pretty affordable, but. It's the fixture run. It's the run of matchups that you've got. They they probably have one of the best, you know, run of, of fixtures over this period out of any of the teams I could look at in, in Europe. Um so so that's the reasoning behind going going for that in rares. Um I have also I've just bought another guy this morning, which is um Affen Affen Gruber from Sturmgratz Defender. Um again, he's I mean he's a big scorer historically and he fits nicely in the cap at the minute He's, he plays uh, again bottom of the league in 427 and then in 428 he plays in the Europa against um, the side bottom of their group and they need to win that so um, I think he'll play both games more than likely and you know he's a good scorer so um, that's going to be my rare the way I'm tackling the rares um, limited, I've got the, um, you know, I've got a decent size limited gallery and I've got about 100 cards um, limited. So um, I, I've been picking up a few players um, with low L15s. And again, what I've been doing is looking at their utility over the period. So um, trying to pick up guys who've got um, fixtures in midweeks and also have uh, got kind of mismatches against weak teams within their league. So um, I picked up three or four guys um, there who, you know, uh, a couple of guys from Serie B in Italy who play uh, 47 and 48, who have some really nice games. Um, and uh, one of the guys from Adana, Demispor as well in Turkey, who, again, they've got a couple of nice uh, fixtures. I think they played the bottom two over over four weeks. So yeah, the the strategy really has been, um, you know, looking at the matchups, looking at um, who's kind of got a, a low L fifteen alone. It should be in that period, and then also trying to max out the amount of times I can enter the competition. So I'm going to try and play it for the full eight game weeks in limited, and then six six in rare. Nice. And what do you think? What do you think is the minimum? 
you should really be targeting out. Obviously, you can get away with just four, but then, you know, it's really tough unless you crush every yeah. single one to sort of finish out the leaderboard. Do you think six is enough? I mean, I think the, the issue slightly with the Samiran stack is they have ranges in the middle of it. So they have two nice fixtures, ranges, and then and then a, another um, couple of nice games after that. Um, that, to me, could work quite well in my favour because it could kind of knock their L15s back down a little bit for the, the next run of games so they, so they can kind of fit into that. Um, so that's probably, you know, five five solid good games is kind of what I'm targeting with that, I suppose, and hoping that, that four out of those five, they, you know, they get a good run. But really, I think you want to just be trying to aim for players who have as many um, games within the period as possible. And, you know, ideally six is probably, um, you know, the minimum I think you want to be, be aiming for. What about you, Ryan? Do you think that six is enough or do you think you really should be trying to go for the whole lot? I mean, it's going to be difficult going for the whole lot, but I think because I think one of the weeks is actually quite quiet midweek, sort of deep in December. But I think I think six is OK. It depends on your gallery, like how much you can afford to spend and whatnot as well. I think I think if like I wouldn't overspend to get like an extra one or two game weeks in. I, I if, if if six game weeks is sort of your like if that's what you have now and that's what you've planned for that's what you've budgeted for i wouldn't spend that like i don't think it makes a difference is what i'm trying to say i don't, I don't think it makes a, a big enough difference to a point where playing an extra two because it only takes your four big biggest scores anyway um but then again it, let's say you're in your position david where you were last week with captain 70 where a big score can get you from 11th to second maybe then it's worth it I think it's contextual. I think it depends on sort of where you are at that point because I think it's difficult to say now. It, like if you've already got four big scores, don't spend anything. I, I'm always in the boat of not really spend overspending for these comps anyway. I know that he says that as he's put like a bid for a super goalie in, but like I'm always in the in the boat of not overspending for these comps anyway because I think at the end of the month, like unless you're in a, a position like David was where uh, the difference could be between like a, a rare that's worth, let's say 0 0.2 and 0 0.7, I don't think it's it's worth spending that much. Um, so I think six. I, is I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> with the with the limiters, I think you know. All right, the prizes at the top are very good, and they're, they're giving out a few rares at the top, but it does drop away quite quickly. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't want to be spending e even twenty, thirty quid on on you know buying a load of new players for that that two twenty those 220 lineups to win a tier three at the end of it that's worth you know four quid it's pointless yeah exactly i was yeah. i was actually looking at the uh prize pools then so uh first place gets a tier one rare and a star limited second place tier two rare star limited third place tier two rare star limited fourth to fifth gets a tier three rare and a star limited and then sixth to tenth gets a uh, star limited then from there 11th to 30 is a tier one limited 31 to 130 is a tier two uh, 131st to 830th is a tier three and so on and so forth. And I think so if you're if if you plan for six game weeks and you've got maybe a game week you, you currently can't play in and you're sat, let's say 14th, you've got a tier one limited, but you've got the potential to move into fourth place. That'll give you a star limited and a tier three rare. I'd probably spend the extra what it costs you, maybe 20, 30 quid there because it, it will 100% be worth it if you do make it in there. But if you're sat in sort of, I don't know, 70th in a tier two limit at the moment, and you can move up to like 
25th, I don't think the difference between a tier two limited and tier one limited is enough for you to buy a whole new team there. And as I said earlier, you can sell and they won't go down hugely, but the difference is it's unlike, like, it's very, a lot, what's the word? it's a lot more likely your cards will depreciate in value from this tournament than the Prem tournament because there aren't going to be influxes of people buying your cards unless they're prem cards for example prem cards will stay a decent value but if you're buying players for a cap 220 it's very likely they aren't smashes because their l15 is low that's why you've bought them in the first place unless it's someone with an l zero l15 a cheat code it's somebody that maybe has a 40 or 50 l15 they're not an absolute smasher um and people aren't going to desire those cards after this comp because there's not really going to be a huge desirability for someone that averages a 40 or 50 point score you know what i'm saying so when do you yeah. make a call on whether to sort of like ramp up purchases targeting that or to pull back and after after two big scores, I would say. I I, I so I don't know what it's gonna be to to like I don't know what a big score would constitute as in this comp yet, but let's say you hit two scores that will put you in and around that top ten mark with two more of those, that's when I would start taking it serious, like really seriously. If you've got maybe one big score and two very average scores, I probably wouldn't take it that seriously yet. Um, I think it's it's got to it's got to be to a point where like you can genuinely see yourself finishing in and around one of those top ten spots, I would say. So looking at my looking at my one from last month, my two I had an okay score first week. Then I had sort of average ones for the next two weeks. So it wasn't until like the fourth, fifth, and sorry, sixth, seventh, and eighth where I actually got the big scores that counted. So in that world, I would have probably slowed down. I guess it's different for me, isn't it? Because I do have a lot of cards to sort of, you know, move around. Whereas, you know, if you're, you know, got a smaller gallery, then you have to be a bit more selective. But do you know, in terms of planning for it, David, how far ahead have you been looking? Because, like, like we say, we, you know, I have to really. I've looked at the whole competition. And I've, I've started picking up guys who, especially for the midweek, who I think, okay, this player may play this European game in in two or three weeks' time. Um, who's got a low L fifteen, doesn't play usually, or, or this guy might play at the weekend. Who's you know around forty, but has got but has got a real couple of nice fixtures in two or three weeks' time. Do you start looking that far ahead with it, or do you think that's silly too? Because you think the averages can move too much in that time, or is it just that you've got so much depth that you can kind of build around things and you you don't need to worry about it that far ahead of time? Well, the key for me, I mean, my priority out of all three of them will be the rare one <clears throat> because you know I don't think I'm quite strong enough to win super rare, and whilst I can win limited, you know the if I, I'm not going to go out and buy like, so let's have a quick, a quick look actually before we dive into that. There's a few zero cap players that will be playing over the next over the next few weeks at some point. We don't know when for some of them and some of them may turn into zero cap or they may not be depending on which game they come back at. So one we spoke about earlier at the start of the show, uh, Yari Vasherian, he is back in training. I imagine he gets a few sub appearances if we're lucky. So he would be a cap zero or very, very low cap player back end of the tournament. This upcoming weekend, um, David Rea can't play against his parent club. So Ramsdale will be one. So obviously, as you pointed out, you can play the limited in, sorry, the common in limited. And I've bought a rare to play, uh, sorry, a limited to play in rare, 
Luke Shaw, if Luke Shaw doesn't play against Everton this upcoming weekend, then he will be at a zero as well. Um, another one which seems to have gone into the radar, but I noticed he was back in training over the weekend, and that is the Ajax keeper, Ruli. He's training again. I don't know when he's going to start, but Ajax have quite a few games, including a few midweeks. So it's possible, I think, as you said, Chris, that you might get two L15-0 games from him. If you know, I'm sure he's their main goalkeeper. They haven't exactly been pulling up, uh, pulling up roses ever over there. So I imagine he gets back in as soon as he's ready, and hopefully we'll get a bit of warning. So there's those guys. But on top of that, I've also them looking at players that are going to be playing over that period, which have got locked in low L15s. And that could be because they're coming back from injury. Uh, like Martin Terrier plays for Rennes. He's had loads of sub appearances coming back from an ACL, and he's likely to have a sort of 30 to 40 L15 for the whole tournament. Um, Smal as well, the, the Twente defender. He's got a low L15. Um, it'll probably stay like that. You know, I imagine it will go up a lot quicker than someone like Terriers because he's only got a few low ones. Um, and then people like Reese James as well. So I think if you, I can get one L15-0 every, every weekend, then I can stack the rest of the team. And I showed you a team, I think, on a group chat before we came in that's, um, you know, just playing around. And that was having Martin Terrier, Jonas Handel, Marlon, the choo-choo player from Brazil. I got a good choo Aaron Ramsdale is a zero, and then Tom Hay, and then maybe Captain Tom Hay. So that is what I'd potentially put out for Rare this weekend. Obviously, that can change, and I haven't really had to look too deeply into it. Uh, yeah, so I have done a fair amount of planning, but for me, the most important thing is finding the low-cap players rather than necessarily fixtures. Like I said, I think in, in limiteds, it's, you know, within the, the commons available, I think that's that's the strategy that, you know, everyone should go with really in limiteds is trying to pick up that 0L15 cheat code each week and then probably building a side around that. And I think if you don't do that in limited, you're going to struggle really, aren't you? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people trying to build teams by putting in players that are have got better L5s than they have L15s. And that's great in theory. And it might pay off. You might get a decent decent reward. But the people that win these tournaments are probably going to find L1 L15-0. And then you've got 55 then to separate over four players. So in theory, you could have a 65 and then one 45 or whatever and balance it out. And then you yeah. captain the absolute, you know, player with the best matchup who's got an L15 and L5 of 70, L15 of 65. And he's your captain. So... If I had the money, right, I would love to like, and and the time to do with the scouting. I'd love to, I'd love to create a cap two twenty team that had three zero L fifteens and then two like, I don't know, like Tadic, like you know the players that have like a seventy eighty L fifteen, like something stupid, like just to absolute smash off their rockers. Just, really? just imagine, I just love to see, yeah, I just love to see how that lineup would do, like three zero or, or three like twenty L fifteen players. And just like two absolute smash lords, and it'd literally be like watching you when 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 you've got two good mates at football, and the rest are just like fat lads that are just like sit there and watch you know five aside. You know what I mean? We've all been there, and you just what you sort of let them play, and you kind of just stand there watching and in awe. It'd just be like that. I was looking ages ago, and I was going to do this, and then she never got around to it. But <clears throat> trying to build a two twenty team which had like a 15 cap, only 50, sorry, 50 cap used. 
I yeah, thought it yeah, would yeah. be possible maybe one week if you get lucky to have literally zero cap used by having I'd, like all zeros, but I'd love so rare to do some kind of competition where it's like five starters, lowest score wins. And it's the reverse. So it's like you you have they have to start. They have to get the thirty five decisive to start. And then like if they give away a penalty or error that whatever, like you go with the five worst players that you've got and just see how low of a score you can get. And they reverse the leaderboard so that it's the worst scores that win. I'd love it. I does think that, oh, does that mean are the rewards reverse so you win a tier five if you finish first as well? Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine? No, like the winner winner wins a star <laughs> rare. Like or or you do a five man only goalkeepers allowed lineup and like you, like a normal lineup but you can only use goalies or something like that. Like I'd love them to just like every now and then whack out a special weekly that is just nonsensical. That makes no sense that we could all have a bit of fun with. Yeah, I, I think they used yeah. to do stuff like that, didn't they? They used to have yeah. over thirty yeah. fives or over thirty twos or something in there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I used to I think you're missing a trick there. I think you're right. I think, you know, like you say, those kind of old, you know, one off pumps. Were funny, weren't they? They were, they were, they were good fun for I love them to them. play and yeah, over 32s and things like that. And I think bring them all back every once in a while, bring stuff like that back, especially you know, Christmas season and you know, festive season and stuff. Why not, you know, why not do something like that? I mean, I quite enjoyed I didn't enter, but I quite enjoyed that they did the um, the Halloween thing, didn't they, a few weeks ago with the um, that was Eric fun, class. yeah, that was cool, that was good fun, yeah, I enjoyed that. Do you think they're gonna have like uh, coming into Christmas any sort of like big plans or things they're potentially going to do leading into the, sort of the Christmas period? I hope so. I'd love to see, you know, I would like, this is, again, this is completely like, it's unnecessary and it's it, like, there's no, it makes no sense, but I'd love them to like give the UI a bit of an update. So it, like maybe we've got a bit of snow on the bottom or something, you know what I mean? Like make it proper Christmassy and festive. Um, I know FIFA, I, obviously I'm, I'm a FIFA YouTuber for those that don't know, but FIFA um used to make little pack animations and stuff for like christmas where they'd have snow on the ground christmas trees everywhere little fun things like that it's just like it's just nice it's just a bit bit of fun to like load up your favorite website or game or whatever go on there and it's just like a little bit different maybe like maybe they add a little vector overlay so that you've got a christmas hat on one of your favorite cards or something you can pick a card and for like three weeks you can have a christmas hat on him and then you can do those things where you take photos of them in your living room and they've got a christmas hat on or something you know like or there's like a little little christmas tree next to them or something like that you know little things like that are always nice and fun they could yeah. do like um like a 12 days of christmas kind of thing where you know they have little random um re- i suppose reward drops or, or you know gifts for the community so you know perhaps you just get you, you kind of you log in and you suddenly get a, a pop-up saying here's a XP boost for one of your players or, you know, just yeah. little things like we that. We could do that with a club shop where maybe yeah. maybe every day there's something for 500 coins you buy and it's just a lucky dip and you yeah, could yeah. end up with absolute, you could end up with a boot or you could end yeah. up with a uh, Super MSE. <laughs> not really, not really. I hope they don't do that. Fuck it out. But yeah, you could, you know, why, why don't you have something like that where, yeah, you can have, you know, random drops for people or you get a random one-off to buy a, you know, a baseball cap for, 500 coins yeah exactly 15,000 yeah. yeah. and things like that you know it'd be, it'd be quite cool and again it'd give it a bit more give the club shop a bit more um utility wouldn't it over a bit more spice a bit more spice. didn't they say like i'm sure that there was an announcement wasn't there after we'd recorded last week like obviously the cosmetic changes to the site themselves so what, what are your guys thoughts on the like the market notifications and the preset replies do you use them uh, I haven't had a chance to use them yet. 
Um, I I think they're pretty cool. I mean, I I test them out with Laird. Laird sent me an offer. Someone like, I, it's only when you reject an offer though. Yeah. So yeah. I w- I wish you could put them in the counter as well because like, or like you could you could like I don't know, but. Oh, they're not in the counter. Sorry, I haven't counted anyone, so I don't know. No, no, they're only in the reject. I mean, it kind of makes sense they're only in the reject because I guess you have, like, you're giving them a reason why you're rejected. And if you counter it, you kind of already given them context as to why you countered it. But that makes sense, actually, now because I was trying to buy yeah. a Neze rare over the weekend and I kept on putting offers in. They were slightly higher than, than he'd recently sold for, but I knew he was going to be higher the next auction anyway. And the guy kept on just rejecting and saying, I need more money. But he didn't counter me and i can't think why don't you just don't you counter me and tell me how much you want so i had to yeah. going individually up which was a ball like but yeah i i, I think if they'd have if they'd have I, I, they could have added a couple more in there as well like maybe a contact me on discord or something like that like if you've got your discord added or something like so some kind of something a little bit more in depth where you can you can really talk to another manager because i think they're, they're cool and they're definitely helpful for people that don't have a discord on their profile and stuff those like those kind of people that you just cannot contact no matter what but it's it, i think there's still a little bit left to go there but i, I think it's a, a, a big step in the right direction for that that sort of like quality of life update we've needed in the offer section i think yeah no, i completely agree what, what about the, um, just looking at the pitch notes thing that they um, announced? I think it was end of last week, wasn't it? Or middle of last week. Um, also, we can now have the ability to exclusively add jersey items into the club. I love that. Love that. For specific managers and top collectors. I like that a lot. I think the 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 specific managers part, I'm, I'm not really, I don't really understand that because I don't understand why anyone, like I think top collectors deserve that. If you've bought a full collection, like like Nep, for example, right? Nep bought the entire LDU Keto one of ten rare collection. He owns every single card, and they're all one of tens. He, I don't think he deserves a shirt or anything. He deserves them to come and do his fucking washing, mate. He deserves the entire <laughs> team to come and mow his lawn and shit. Like uh, if his hedges aren't aren't like cut, if he's like you know what I mean, like he he, he they he, they should be doing his chores for him. That's how much he's paid for them. Um, so I think that's really cool though. I think, I think top collectors really deserve that. They deserve the opportunity to buy a signed shirt or to get, a uh, uh, tickets or, or anything like that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, the, when they put like specific managers that it just worries me that like, you'll see a John Nellis stream one day and then his shop just pops up, but Oh, three signed mystery jerseys john you were just selected at random that's crazy oh no john Wonder yeah no, i think it has, selected. To, has to be on collections doesn't it like for, the, <laughs> yeah. for liverpool last season last season's limited i'm 10th this season i'm currently sixth in rare last season i'm third and this season i'm 35th so i'm assuming if there's a liverpool drop that i will be invited to bid on stuff yeah you'd, you'd hope i mean i'm trying to get I'm still slowly building towards finishing off my United from last season collection. I'm currently seventh with 15 cards in rare. You would imagine um, it would be at least top 10 though, wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and the thing is the United one is it's, and same with Liverpool. Um, it's quite an expensive collection to actually fill out in rare. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the ones I have, the, the ones I have bought so far, I mean, I paid like nearly two grand for my Bruno. I paid like at the time I paid, I paid way more for these cards than what they're worth now. Like I paid 350 for my Anthony paid 300 for my Ganacho. Like these cards are worth like a third of what they are now, if that. Um, so you'd hope like, I, I I would love to be able to buy a signed United Jersey at some point. And that would be incredible. 
Yeah, um, same, yeah. Well, not United, obviously. I'd spit on that and wipe my ass with it. But... <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense, though, logically as well, because at the moment, you know, it's just like an absolute bum fight trying to win any yeah, of these. I hate the system right now. Oh, I hate it's it. ridiculous, isn't it? I'm not I'm and, never and the, around at the time either. Yeah, exactly. And the other, the other thing as well is, you know, even when people are lucky enough to win a shirt from a club, because it's random, you know, if you if you support a man, you know Man United and, and Davies Liverpool, if you're going to get you know if you're going to get a team um, shirt through from your rival club, you're not going to want it anyway. It's got no value to you. So you, you've ended up you know bidding on something blindly, a, a blind auction, and then potentially winning something that then you're you're unhappy with, and you go on social media and say, oh. I've won this and I didn't want it anyway. And it, 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 the whole thing just is a bit sloppy, really. And I think rewarding, um, you know, the, the users on So Rare who are bothered about building those club collections and have put money into building them just makes loads of sense. And it's it, it's a great move, I think. Um, so, yeah, really good, that, actually. Really, really positive, isn't it? Yeah. I think <clears throat> what I would like to see moving forward as well with those random uh, club drops, I'd like to see a sort of time frame window rather than it being a certain time and i understand at the moment like i get why they do it this way but like for me and, I, and it's a very much a me problem i'm never around at the time that they that they set because i'm that's sort of the time i'm working so sleeping. um uh no, working <laughs> guys all right that was one week that was one time um so i'm never around and even if I was around, like I'd probably lose out because people are coding bots now to win them. So I w- what I would yeah. like to see them do is... Are they doing maybe... that though? I've heard people mention it. I haven't yeah. really seen anything about it. Yeah. There's one guy that has, isn't there? There's one guy, yeah. definitely. It's but you can only stuff. get them once every 90 days. Yeah, but he's he's selling the bot to other people now so that they can they can <laughs> use it to get whatever they whichever one they, they kind of want at that time. I think Which it's just nice. ridiculous, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. Give us a sort of five hour window maybe for or a six hour window maybe from like midday to 6 p.m let us all enter and it'd be a raffle and then x amount of names are picked out of a hat or as a random bot generator whatever it is and that's how it works i think it's a way more fair system i think that it should it should be like that rather than just first come first serve because you're screwing people that maybe are in australia and at the time the time drop is like 4 a.m there or like New Zealand or something like that, you know what I mean? Or people that just are working. Like, I think give give them a a, a fair like login system. Okay, I I'm interested. I want this, and then sort of six hours later, you get a notification. Congrats, you were picked out of the ballot. Or sorry, maybe next time. You know, something like that. I think is a lot more of a fair system. Um, and I think it like because at the moment I am seeing a lot of people that are not happy with the way they do it, and I think it would sort of help with sentiment a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Right. Shall we move on? So the picks competition last week, unfortunately, hasn't finished. But we only realised that as we came on because um, I, I picked Matthias Jensen, who came on as a sub and got like 35 or something. What you're saying is I'm currently winning. I think we just call it there. You are currently winning, I think, at the moment. Yeah. What did uh, Jakiri, he's played his final game, hasn't he? He yeah. came on. Uh, he started got forty five or something. Didn't he got forty five, yeah. So I, I've definitely lost to to Haber anyway. So, so what, what's uh, Sabilek got? Sabilek was fifty three point one. Fifty three point one, and he plays again tonight. And Matish yeah. Jensen. So we'll announce it, announce it on Twitter for next week. Who's got picks lined up for this upcoming weekend? Remember, we'll go Prem. Uh, oh, we're going Prem. 
Yeah, of course. It's Prem. I thought it was a... just a... Oh, okay. That's the Prem competition. Good. I don't want any of your bloody shit stained St. Mirren players in it. <laughs> I'm going to go a, for a, um... Serie, a Serie B player, actually. Yeah, no, none of that crap. <laughs> Let's keep it real. So we're looking for cheap players that could potentially be paid in the 220 or the Prem competition, obviously, which is interesting. I'm just having a quick look through. So Prem only. Do we have a, do we have a budget? Well, I'll try and keep it under 0.1 for rare, 0.01 for limited, limited because okay. their prices have gone absolutely nuts, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Okay, I've got one. I've got, I've got one. Go. I've got more go. Who's going first? Should I go first? Yeah, not me. I'm not ready yet. All right. I, I will go with a guy. I bought his rare a few days ago. He plays for Fulham. Fulham have a slightly easier game this weekend. They're at home against Wolves. Um I'll say this weekend, actually, it's Monday evening. And that is Andres Pereira. Set-piece taker. That's my jam. The pre- as we call him, the pre-season Perlo, because when he was at United, in pre-season, he'd always score an absolute rocket. And then the season comes around and he was just shit. I'm going to go for one really just off the cuff here because you've completely thrown me with this. Um, I, I've, I've completely gone completely... uber cheap. Like, you can pick up Pereira. Yeah. 0.0115. I'm going to go cheaper than you, though. I think I'm going to go cheaper than you, David, to be honest. Oh, my God. So I'm going to go for... You wouldn't be ball star if you go for. I'm going to go for Oliver Norwood, Sheffield United. Oh, I like Norwood. He's a good one. Again, set-piece taker for them. Uh, in the Championship, he was... If you look at his scores, he was ridiculous in the Championship last year. Um, last couple of games, he's done well. He's got a 62 last game with no decisive... Um, away at Brighton with 27 AA and he got a goal a week before that at home to Wolves and got a 66 um, again they've got an easier fixture this weekend as we kind of touched on earlier so they've got Bournemouth at home which I think is one of their most winnable games probably of the season um, and yeah he's the, you know he's the main man for them um, he's nice. on sets and, and uh, you know has a chance of doing well I think at the weekend so that's my pick. Um, he's 0.029. Double um, the price of mine. <laughs> yeah, he is limited and 0.0152 for the rare. Excellent. Right, Ryan. I am surprised at how cheap this guy actually is. He fits in under the 0.1 and 0.00, whatever it was we said, cap. So uh, his rare is 0.0865 or 0. As you will say, 0.0865. Uh, his limited is 0.0098, so it's a 15 pound limited, and a actually a 10x of his rare is like 140 quid, but it's under what it's, it's quite cheap. I'm expecting a decent player with this, it's, it is uh, cheap, but it's more it's, expensive. It's Eberechi Eze, no way, that's not a yeah. budget player, it's under your parameters. Yeah, no. yeah, I think we've been screwed by our own rules there. It's under your parameters. Is is rare is zero point zero eight six five, and his limit is zero point zero zero nine eight. He needs all the help he can get, Chris. So you know, let's uh, um, throw him a bone. I think I'll be winning this one. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised at how cheap he is, though. I'm I'm quite like I, I'm I want I want to buy him now. He plays Luton this weekend. Yeah, no, I've got his rare and limited to rock up to rock up uh, rock up roll out this weekend. I just quite, just touching again though on that in terms of limited pricing. So the the floor fifteen ninety nine for the limited old season card, which is that one you can see there, Ryan, 0.098. Yeah. 
Yeah. The last sale of a new season card was forty-four pounds ninety-one. Oh, it's fine. Ago. I'll buy. I'll buy four new season cards around a new <laughs> old season card, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Incredible. Yeah. Can I do. Get the flaws on all of the ones we've mentioned will be for the like the old yeah. season ones because obviously new season cards are just more expensive. Yeah, the floor is yeah. the floor is old season for sure. Yeah. I think um, I quite like what they've done but i'm really intrigued now into next year if they do another comp like this and they're like okay you need four new season cards how angry people are going to be that bought the new season cards this year well i think that's absolutely guaranteed to happen but i think yeah. they will definitely i mean nicholas virtually said that they will do another tournament season straight two, after yeah. this one i don't know how quickly probably like february or something like that yeah um it'll be interesting to see what it is if they do the prem again then it could be. I mean, they might do the MLS because that would be start of the MLS season nearly then, wouldn't it? So... Oh, that'd be fun as fuck. I've got a load of sick MLS cards, please. I think I'll definitely do an MLS one at yeah. some point. It's not new season, though, is it? You'll need new season ones. Yeah. Uh, they might, I they might do another Prem one probably. straight after and then do another MLS one because the MLS starts at the end of Feb, I think. Yeah, the, the yeah. MLS one will be more going into the summer, I think, when the, the European season's finished. I reckon that'll be like April, May sort of time, the, the MLS yeah. one. But they've said they're definitely going to keep doing them, haven't they, pretty much? So they've said there's definitely going to be another one, and then I guess it'll see how it goes. But I think with the uptick in prices on Prem cards and auctions, I think they might even make money on this. I'm not sure. I can't be bothered to go through and look at the floors versus auction prices now. You know, especially on the limiteds where they've been ch chucking out a lot of the cards. Um, if not, really, it won't it, be a big hit. But. It's really given the market a massive kick, doesn't it? The, you know, this this competition. So, yeah, I, I think it certainly looks like it's doing well for them at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. And just looking at how long we've been recording for, I thought we'd get a quick one in this week. It's, it looks like it's going to be horrendously long again. But, um, all right, so... Competition-wise, um, hopefully we'll have something live for this weekend for the, whatchamacallit, the, the, the bigger competition that we're going to be doing. I will be putting, I've got a tweet scheduled to go out today, which will be giving away a few cards, and there's another winner I've got to announce. So keep an eye on the socials. Um, you know what, guys? I'll do a giveaway this week. I'm going to be giving away my parking ticket to one of you guys. One of you guys gets to pay that. So... <laughs> If you, all is you it, have to is do, it paid or do they have to pay it? It's not paid yet, so that's the. I, I'm being generous. Um, if you if you get it within the next two weeks, it's only thirty five pounds. But if uh, if the post takes longer, it'll be seventy. So I'll be giving that away to a lucky winner this week to a lucky listener. All you have to do is like this tweet. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't give that away because if you give that away, <laughs> someone's going to pay it. They could dox you or sell your information online, and then you get loads of people coming around to your house. Should I do this? Don't pay it. Me fucking car gets clumped. <laughs> Right. I think that's everything for us this week, isn't it? That we will be back. Um, as you can see um, from a tweet I put out earlier, YouTube channel is live. That's good. It's looking barren at the moment, but I, I guess in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a crack at it. We have got a YouTube Supremo to set it up for us. That is me. Nice. Right. Should we get out of there? Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.